my my thing was um the food I brought to Ghana, right? Okay. It's not it's not a typical uh food. That's another thing we we're gonna get into yeah. your food, yeah. 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 So it, it took a while for people to adjust to it. And once you first taste my food, it's, it, it hits you differently because you never taste anything like this ever in this country. Okay. Welcome to Sun Chasing Success, a podcast for online entrepreneurs, authors, and influencers worldwide. We are here to enhance your quality of life while helping you build location-independent businesses. We connect listeners with guests, insights, and discussions from the sunny coasts of the USA to the crystal blue waters of the Caribbean islands. Fascinating dialogue from the enchanting beaches of Brazil to the majestic shores of Africa. Each week we deliver specialized knowledge, wisdom, strategies, and tips to enhance your success, freedom, and fun under the sun. Now, here's your host, Bayo Oloronto. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you to Chef K. He's out here in Kumasi, Ghana at Barbecue City. He's the founder and owner of Barbecue City Kumasi. He moved from Canada all the way back to Ghana. Been there about five years. He's doing his thing. You can find them at Barbecue City on Instagram or Barbecue City GH at Twitter. And, uh, and with no further ado, Chef K, welcome. Thank you, brother. It's a pleasure, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, man. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm very, very excited to talk to you because uh, we we had a chance to speak a little bit on Instagram. And, you know, I was like hearing so many good things. I was like, man, we got to get this on on uh, a recording because it's like gold. It's like gems. <laughs> <laughs> so no doubt. No, likewise. Bro. Yeah, man. So so what happened was I, I, I first heard about you on Waldy Maya's uh, YouTube channel. And, you know, he's yeah. been a big inspiration running around all of Africa and Ghana. And, you know, my dad is sure. from the Republic of Benin, Kodanun in Lagos. He grew up in a small town yeah. called Sakete in Benin. And, uh, wow. you know, I grew up in the States. And, you know, I'm always looking at Africa. I've always been thinking about Africa my whole life and just staying connected, of course. And But, yeah, to, see, yeah, but to see our generation doing all of this, it's exciting, man. So just give the people a little bit about um, kind of what inspired you to come back, because I know that they said you, you said you moved away when you were younger. About what age did you move yeah. away and then came back? Okay, so um, obviously I was born in Ghana, right? But I lived right. here until I'm um, about 10 years old, 9 to 10. And okay. my mom brought me to Canada when I was 10 years old. so. I was there most of my life. At least I spent over 20 years in Canada. 20? Right? Okay. So, yeah. So my whole life, basically my whole life was, was there. Okay. So I was gotcha. used to the, the system, how everything worked out. But, you know, something just, something in me didn't feel <laughs> at home, you know? Like, I feel Yeah. You. Like, I just, <laughs> something about the system and the way things are running, the way you're perceived and you're looked at, the way people look at you and... You know, like you gotta, it's like you gotta hurdle through so many obstacles just to make ends meet. And just yeah. so many things led to another. And, you know, me being the type of man I am, I'm always thinking ahead, right? So, right. Something came to me and told me that, bro, what you're doing here, if you were to try, if you were to put the same energy, 
where you're from, I'm pretty sure you'll be ahead 10 times by now, right? So wow. that was basically yeah. my inspiration. Yeah, I feel like whatever I was doing there, if I was to do the same thing in Ghana, it would go a lot further. Right? Gotcha. Now, you were in Toronto? Is that where you were? Yeah. Yeah, Toronto, Canada, yeah. Yeah, I lived about eight years in uh, in New York City from about 2007 to 15, well, 2007 to 14, seven years, seven and a half years. And it was cold. It was cold. I liked it, but it was cold. Now, <laughs> did, you, bro, did the cold ever bother you? New York City is cold, but you don't know Canadian cold, bro. Okay, Canadian okay, cold yeah, is- I imagine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Different so, type of cold, but, but, but you I, had, I never... Yeah. Go, go ahead. Go ahead, brother. No, no, you, you got accustomed to it. Yeah, and I, I never got used to the cold. Ever. Oh, so you never did get accustomed to it? No, every, every single winter I was I, I would cry. Like wow. it felt like it felt like my first time every single time. It was just I never got used to it, bro. Well, you see the name of my show, Sun Chasing Success, and that's one of the things that you know I want to bring about is just that love for the warm weather, the sun. I mean, West Africa exactly. is all about that, you know. So that's, I think that plays a part in when we talk about happiness and success, right? I think these are some of the things that I want to bring out that, you know, success isn't just the money. It's not just the achievement. It's the feeling every day when you wake up, your environment, the people around you, what project you're working on, whether you feel a sense of purpose, you know, and I think that must be a connection that you have there. Was there anything that you read or listened to or people that inspired you to look a little bit deeper for that, that connection? Um, like, okay. I'm very, I'm a very simple person, you know, like Mm -hmm. the only thing, the only only book I actually do, um, get into really is biblical texts. Okay. Okay. It might sound a little for say, but I'm no, a Bible person. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm a Bible person. So, um, you know, when, when you're growing up in North America, right, especially for, for us, mm-hmm. it's hard to, to find out or it's hard to, to realize where you're from, right? Yeah. Everything is a lie. Everything is a facade. They, they, they make it seem like you don't have a history. The only history you have is slavery, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So, I, I was asking questions from a very young child, like, why is it that every single thing I can relate to when it comes to black history has to do with slavery? Slavery yeah. the only thing. And where were we before slavery? Because there must have been some part of our lives where we were free, right? Right, and right. That was always my question. And the only answer to those questions, you can't find that in any other book except for the Bible. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, everybody has their, their way of finding the knowledge, right? Some Absolutely. people find it here, some people find it there. Exactly. That's why I asked, bro. That's why I asked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. So you had so this, that's, that's for this freedom. You're thinking like there has to be, a, you know, the, the idea of freedom. I, I remember growing up hearing the, there was a book called Europe, How Europe Underdeveloped Africa. And my dad had a shelf with all kinds of books about these things. And I was curious, too, why are we on the bottom? Like, what happened? Like. Yeah. Why, why, why yeah, looking at our sense. people like economically, right? But then I saw the people happy and I said, wait a minute, there's something more to this story, you know? But exactly. it never was presented in school or any type of formal uh, information. Exactly, bro. Exactly. So, yeah. So coming up, so, so you had this in the back of your mind. 
Um, now, what was your training in terms of like skills and what did you think you wanted to do growing up in Canada? Like, okay, I'm going to start working or start life. What did you think you wanted to do business or professionally uh, to start? Okay, well, um, I went to school for engineering, right? Okay. Uh, I went to school for mechanical engineering. That was basically like I was doing air distribution, HVAC, right? That was wow. my trade. That's what I wanted to do because I remember um we had a career day in grade nine. You can hear the chicken clucking. Yeah, in the yeah, back. Like, <laughs> that's fresh. That's live. <laughs> hey man, that's the authentic. <laughs> we had a career day in grade nine, um, and I remember a whole bunch of people came to tell us what they do, and this one guy came, and he was the air distribution. He was doing HVAC. So I asked him, "How much money do you make a year?" Uh-huh. And he told me he makes anywhere from eighty to a hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay. And that just hit me. Just the money alone hit me because I was a man. I grew up in poverty, single mother home. I didn't have too much, right? All I had to look forward to was what I'm going to be when I grow up. Right. How much money I'm going to make when I grow up to be able to take care of my family, my mother, make right. sure she was able to live comfortably. You know. So when I heard the amount of money he makes, I said, "Yeah, that's what I wanted to do." But that being said, my passion was cooking. I love to cook. Ah, uh, so you you had that passion then the cooking. Oh yeah, from from I, I worked in over twenty restaurants, twenty different restaurants. Wow, right? wow. Yeah, from, from from the age of fourteen, I've been working in a restaurant. Right, see, I've that's, been working in restaurant. Yeah, my whole life. So that's a that's a key. My point. passion was cooking. Yeah. I, I think that's a key point. Like so. Uh, we have these things like for me growing up, I was always writing. I was always communicating. I listened to hip hop music. I was with the poetry, the words. My dad had the books. My mom had the art. So these ideas, I think, run parallel. Same thing with me. I was at a school studying economics in college and I'm looking at these bankers coming in. I just couldn't see myself in those roles. So I feel like that's similar to what you're saying is like, you 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 saw it as an opportunity, but then you have this. It's like okay, I do that to make the money, but I'm yeah. over here. I'm getting down this cooking. I enjoy this. This is like more you know connected to me. You know, so okay. So then you you went out. You got the the the. You went to school for it and everything. And you, how far did you go with that before you hit like okay, something's got to change. I went to school for it. I got my, my diploma. I graduated. I got a career. I, I, I was actually working for one of the best distribution companies in North America. Oh, so you, you were already in it. You got all the way in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm really professional. So, like, whenever I get an interview, if I want the job, I'll get the job. I'll find a way to get it. That's, that's the way I, not, I'll speak, yeah. the way I present myself, I'll yeah. get the job. Right. So, I, I got two interviews for the same place. They interviewed me one time. Then they realized that, okay, they have to interview me again. So yeah. then the second interview, I got the job. Okay. And I was working there. I was the youngest guy there. I was the, there was only two dark-skinned people at the, at the whole company, mm-hmm. me and another person. It was a company f- full of like almost 2,000 employees. There's only two dark-skinned people there. Yeah. Right? So that yeah. just goes, goes to show the diversity of the people. Those, That's there was common. no diversity there. Yeah. The higher you go <laughs> normally in Western culture, the, the less of us you're going to see. Exactly. That's yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I was working there for, um, for 
for for about two two to three years. But I came to Ghana. I came oh, to okay. Ghana in 2012 while I was working there. And when I came here, I seen um, the way of life here. I seen like opportunity here. I seen, especially my mom had a plot. She had a, a land close to university. She bought a land close to university. Mm. And she just started building a house, but she didn't finish building a house, right? So yeah. I seen the house being a, a form of business for me. If I could help my mom finish her, her house, mm-hmm. I could probably open a restaurant near the university. That's all I seen in my head. Mm. So when I went back to Canada, as I was working, all I could think about was coming back to Ghana and start my restaurant. That's all mm. I could think. I couldn't focus on the job. Wow. Yeah. This is a key point. This idea of vision. And one of the things I'm, wor- I'm writing about and working on now is how to reconnect us with these principles of spirituality but in a practical way that connects with our life. So for example, I had the vision as well, always of connecting with Africa, but I didn't know how. And even to right now, like I'm doing it, you know, but it's, it's just, there's different ways that it comes about. So you have this vision and so you're working and it's like, it, I think that's a very spiritual concept that if you have, it's like a consciousness. It's like the, the vision is within you but then your body is doing something else that your mind is over here, <laughs> you know? What, was that like a struggle for you? I, like, okay, okay. Okay, so, so yeah, this, this is an important point. So you were feeling that conflict, my vision, my purpose, my emotions, and then exactly. I'm working, my body, my, my, my brain. Exactly. I, I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't focus at work, right? It started to interfere with my, my productivity. And wow. I'm a very honest person. So I told my I told my supervisor at the time that I have something that I, I, I feel like I'm young. That time I was 27. Okay. I told my I have something that I feel like I like I, I could be doing that could pay off or make me more happier than this. Right. So I explained to him what I wanted to do, how I wanted to start a restaurant in Africa. And me being the type of person I am, they understood that you know my happiness is where my happiness is. So he told me to go chase my dream. I'm still young. That's beautiful. That's that's nice yeah. man, that he did that. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, gave me my, he gave me the blessing, told me to go chase my dream, that if you could give me any advice in life, he would do exactly what I'm doing because yeah. there's, there's nothing like doing what you want to do, especially while you're young. It's what he told me. Yeah, that's, so, that's that gives me chills because that, that same idea, mindset, mindset is driven a lot of my decisions because there's a lot of people that do later Wish that they had done that, and I never wanted to be one of those people. No, neither did I, bro. Neither did I. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah, so that's real. So, 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 okay. So then, what year was this when it's like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and make this change. I'm gonna go ahead and and get started on this. And then, what was that process like? Okay, so 2014 is when um, I came back to Ghana the second time. Okay, to come and. So we, we had already started the building. I already had a design of the restaurant. But, you know, everything is financial. Everything is money. Right. So right. I came here. Whatever money I had, I had a retirement fund <laughs> in my company. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds funny, right? Like, like you were going to, like, if you would just stay there for 30 years and then you're like, man. Right. We ain't got, right. Time, we ain't got time for that, that waiting for retirement, man. You know? <laughs> I took out the retirement fund. Whatever money I had inside, I took it out plus my savings. 
and I just put it into the, into building my restaurant. So basically, when I first started this restaurant, bro, I had like negative whatever money to my name. I was broke. I was. Hey, <laughs> hey entrepreneur's life. Hey, we gotta yeah. get comfortable with that. Bro, like people make it seem like it's better, better roses, but it's not, man. It's it's, it's no, a better. I've been story. through it. I've been through all yeah. of that. Yes, yes, sir. Exactly. Exactly. So, I, I was like on my face, and I had to start from the very bottom, like like any entrepreneur would, right? So, right. It took me a while. It took me okay. at least two, three years for my business to get a name, for people to start realizing, for me not giving up, because there was a time where I could have given up because it wasn't going right. I want to bring up. Yeah, uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I want to bring up a very important point about that, that, um, that moment of brokenness. One thing that got me through that was like, I, I knew that I wanted to live in different places. So when I was doing things in New York and I was working on my, my goals and dreams and stuff like that, even though at times I would find myself broke, the thing that got me through it was doing what I was enjoying doing. Did that help you? When you okay, so you're in Ghana, you're in your your homeland, but okay, things aren't profiting as much. What were the other things that kept you sane and happy and just you know living during those those couple of years, bro? Um, besides the fact that I had a a vision mm-hmm. and what I wanted to achieve, I just didn't want to fail. Okay, that yeah, was, that was like. I don't want to say pride. I don't want to say pride, but I want to say I had a, I had a purpose, mm-hmm. and there was no way I was gonna go back to Canada with, with a failure, failure mentality. Right. Like I, I right. didn't achieve what I came here to achieve. So that was basically my main drive was the fact that you risk every single thing to get here. Right. Right. That's stopping you from making it happen because at the end of the day, I had an advantage. Over everybody in, in Ghana, most of the people here, I, I, I lived in Canada for a long time. Right. I came here with a different business sense, so I don't have an excuse. Right, right. right. What is it that's making the business slow, slow? What is it that's not making me productive? And I have to fix it right away. That's a good point too. Problem solving, and I have that's a right. lot of cousins in Nigeria. I talk uh, with about this. When you have we're as an entrepreneur, we're going to have these low times, this uh, you know cash flow issue. I had a, a there was a public speaker, Les Brown. He used to say, "Oh, you're not broke. You have a cash flow challenge." You know what I mean? Like, so like you, you know, thinking about things with this way, like, okay, yeah, it's not me because I'm a broken person. It's because I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I just have to fix this problem that's or challenge that's stopping this activity you know and uh, did, did, did that help really like breaking things down like okay i need xyz how can i get it you know and then working on things like that yes yes my my thing was um the food i brought to ghana right okay it's not it's not a typical uh food that's another thing we're going to get into yeah. your food. Yeah. 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 So it, it took a while for people to adjust to it. And once you first taste my food, it's, it, it hits you differently because you never tasted anything like this ever in this country. Okay. Right. So I had to take criticism very keenly. Like I, I couldn't That's get mad when somebody said, oh, the food is too sweet or it's too spicy. I, I couldn't get mad. I had to take everything they say. And say, okay, fine. How would you like it? How would okay. you like it done? 
Yeah, because the locals here they like spicy food. I and see. The food that I brought was more on the sweet side. Okay. Right? Yeah, so I couldn't do what I wanted to do. And I got eat you. What I wanted to do because at the end they they have to support my my dream my vision. So I right. had to go from there. But they said they didn't like. I had to adjust and switch up and do it the way they wanted to. So after a while, I started to realize that okay, I'm doing exactly what they want, and then they started mm. to contribute and support my business more. So and and that, and that's an important thing. We're in business to provide a service to the people, the the customers, the clients, the people that are going to pay for this with their hard-earned money. So it's like you looked at it like okay, I want to be successful. But I also need to listen to that audience. I need to understand how I can adjust. So it's like an ad- uh, adapting, yes, you know. Yes. And, and I think that's key too, man. Like uh, with business and and problem solving, it's like if you understand what people want. But it's then. But then there's also something new. You're you're also trying to introduce something. So exactly. some of it is new. So let's talk about the food a little bit. Some of it was new. And then are you also mixing in some traditional Ghana, Ghanaian uh, yeah. flavors in there? Like, what, how's that all going? Like, what exactly is the food all about? Because okay. we should barbecue. Well, America's no barbecue. Canadians no barbecue. Did yes. Ghanaians even know? How did they perceive the idea of barbecue? Ghanaians don't know anything about barbecue. See, <laughs> the thing about okay. the thing about um, us Canadians, us Americans, is that you could eat barbecue wings, just right. barbecue wings alone. Just barbecue wings, all you need is barbecue sauce okay. on the wings. right, right, right. You we'll eat it, because yeah. that's, you're used to it. You're used yeah. to it sweet. Yeah. But Ghanaians, that's too sweet for them. Okay. What's, they, they, think, they think it's ketchup. Ah. Right? Yeah, they think, they think you put ketchup on the chicken. Wow. <laughs> now, now, what is the traditional meals that they were eating that, what, what do people grow up with there that custom, that, that uh, makes the palate familiar with, with just more of a mild? Soup. More like soups. Yeah. Okay. They have a local dish called um, fufu. Oh, yeah. We, we have that too. Yeah. The yeah, exactly. Fufu, bunku. They have rice, but it's not our type of rice. It's more like jollof rice, uh-huh. wache. Yeah. Those type of dishes, like, it's nothing that we're used to. And everything he did here is full of spice, flavor, and, and, and like, yeah, like a lot of pepper. Okay. So if you come with something that's, that's, that's sweet, you uh-huh. just do them off. You do them off 100%. I got you. Okay. Yeah. So the idea of, uh, of the chicken itself was okay, or was that also new as well? Like the, the chicken, chicken wings? Was, the chicken was okay. But it was the chicken wings that was the problem. And I used to <laughs> bro, it's like I came I came in with something totally different. Right. They weren't used to chicken wings when I first came in. So they they were they just used to like the chicken breast or the leg. Exactly, exactly. Right. And right. it's like, what is this piece right here? It, first they're telling me it's too <laughs> it's not even real chicken. I'm like, Whoa, like <laughs> that's funny, bro. Yeah, the chicken has a wing, like you have to get like the, the, the like get the chicken, man. Look, see that little piece right there? But right, they're probably, right. They're probably thinking like that has not the meat. I want you know what I mean, all this meat. Exactly. But, but now, the meat. now this is kind of cool though, because do you have kind of a connection? Now now this is because like okay, chicken wings, as people know, for those of you in Africa or Brazil listening to this. And uh, Brazil has a lot of chicken wings too, but uh, like the, the idea of a sports bar 
uh, a bar where people are sitting down. In Brazil, they call it porções. It's just like little things that you're eating while you're watching the game, while you're talking, yes. socializing, drinking. So did you have to create uh, a culture around that as well that helped people socialize? Because I saw some photos on your Instagram, people watching games. Is there like something like that? Yeah. Yes. When I, when I first started, I had to drive in traffic, right? Right. So I got satellite TV. I put a, a big screen TVs up. I was, telling, I was selling beer at the time. Okay. Right? So I, I was trying to drive people in to come and try the food. But then I realized something very fast. And this is not to um, throw shit at anybody or any Africans because I love you guys. That's but all African people don't like to spend money at bars. Okay. Don't do it. I didn't know. See, these are important facts. We, we're learning all of these, yeah. these habits and behaviors. Yeah. So what was the norm if, for bars then? If, if, you, if you give them... Because me, I wasn't charging you to come and watch the game. I just want you to come and watch the game for free. Okay. The same idea as we have in North America. Come okay. watch the game for free. I expect you, being a customer, to buy something. Ah, uh, right? okay. That, that's how we are. We don't go to a bar and just watch the game for nothing. Well, at least we'll <laughs> buy a beer or something. Right. You, you know? Yeah. But they don't do that. They'll come and sit down and just watch the game and leave. And you're probably thinking like, Oh man. I'm thinking like, what the hell is going on here? Okay. You know what I mean? Because they're used to you charging them to come and watch the game. Like they'll pay like one city, two cities to come watch the game. Oh, but I wasn't okay. doing it. So you got them in by offering the free games, but free then games. but they're like, okay, well, that's all. It's just a free game. Then I'm gonna watch the exactly. game. I'm gonna leave. Yeah. Okay. They didn't want to buy, they didn't want to buy anything. So I switch like those pictures you see on Instagram, those are old. I don't do that anymore. I don't okay. show no more games. Okay. I had to switch around. I stopped selling alcohol. I told myself, you know what? I'm going to focus on just the food. That's interesting. I, okay. So you did that. Exactly. So instead of drive, instead of bringing people in, I, I focused on delivery to bring food to the people. Okay. That's powerful, yeah. man. And these, these are brilliant things. And, and this is what people need to understand. Like when we look at uh, entrepreneurship and we're looking at new businesses and everything, it's not, it's not perfect like these textbook examples. And when we're talking to you, we're learning. We're getting at these, these critical ways that you have to shift your business exactly. to serve people. So, okay, so then you say, I'm going to deliver food. How did you, uh, did you, was, is there a, a campus near you or something? Like how did that yeah, work yeah, out? I'm, so you, I, I, I'm in Kumase. Kumase has the largest university in Ghana. KNUST okay. is the largest. Oh, KNUST. That's what I was seeing on your, your yeah, ads. Yeah. There's like, like over 40,000 students here. Wow. Okay. So that's a exactly. huge community. Right. Yeah. All you, all you need is, all you need is like 100 customers a day, man. And you're okay. And, and, and they probably don't like to cook a lot, right? These students. No, they don't like to cook a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good thing for me, right? I'm not going right. <laughs> Yeah, you know? Don't cook. Call me. I got you. Yeah, Lord. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's smart. Yeah, yeah. So when I first started, people were calling me for food, but I didn't have a way to bring it to them. Okay. So I was using I was using my car. Can you imagine your own car? Person, yeah, I was the only person pick up the phone, the only person cooking the phone, the food, wow. the only person delivering the food. Wow. So at that time, God being the way God is, I didn't have that, that many customers. Okay. I probably had like I probably get like 10, 15 orders a day, and I was so happy about that. Wow, because, wow, wow, wow. 
10, 15 customers a day. Well, I did pretty good today. And just to give people perspective, where are you now with the amount of orders per day? Oh, we get we get over a hundred, right? Wow. Okay, that's over, huge, man. Over hundred. When when school starts, we get over two hundred, over three hundred. You know. Wow. So so that's that's huge growth. That's a lot of growth, man. Yeah, yeah, big time. big time. So, so then, what were the steps of? Okay, I'm going through with my my car. I'm like, <laughs> probably how much sleep were you getting? Were you sleeping at all? Like, man, I wasn't sleeping. And the thing about entrepreneurship, right? Um, let me let me give a little sidebar. Okay. You need people who believe in your vision too. It I, can't just be yeah. you. And yes, you, know, you can't do it by yourself. But you need someone who's going to say, "Yo, I see you struggling." Let me just throw you a lifeline so it can make your job easier. Right. So what had happened was my, my older brother came to came to Ghana. And I, I, I always say this about him because he did me a big favor when he came. He came here and he, he realized that, yo, his younger brother is actually trying to do something and, and he's struggling. So let me help him out. So he bought me my first bike, my first wow. delivery bike. Okay. My bro bought it for me. I remember like it was yesterday. He took me to the place where they sell bikes and he bought it for me cash. And that first bike, now I have 10 bikes. Wow. So so yeah. your idea was I'm gonna have you like I'm gonna have someone else do the bike while I do the car. Why well no 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 I didn't want to even use the car at all. Oh okay, I, to I see what you're saying in the, in the kitchen. Okay. I want to just stay in the kitchen. Okay, I didn't so want to you're just gonna have one guy help you with the bike and then you stay I in the should. kitchen. So that yes, was your, this is beautiful. This is like, man, this is like that first step of leverage. Exactly. Um, you know what I mean? When you're, you're going to focus on this, your best skill, and then have someone else begin yes. to do the more uh, mechanical things that need to be done. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Guys, so that was the first one. And then how long did it take? You, and then I'm, now, this is key. Your productivity picked up. Productivity because now you're cooking. Up. He's going back and forth. Boom! You got a little teamwork going. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the next thing I did was I hired a help, extra help in the kitchen, someone okay. to help me out in the kitchen with the dishes. I, I, God be like I always. I'm gonna keep saying it. God be so good. I got this young boy that came to me. Mm. He just came to me. He see what I was trying to do, and um, he didn't have the best situation at home, right? So he came to me. I wanted to work. I wanted to learn how to how to be a chef. Yeah, and I took I took him in as my own little brother. Wow. Got a cut off. Living with me, he's been living. I trip. Keep calling him, man. He just ruined it. Oh, okay. I, I trip, trained the young boy on how to be a chef. Okay. And basically, as me and you are talking right now, he's the one who's taking care of the kitchen. He's handling the kitchen. Doing wow. Everything. So now, now you can do interviews and, and promote the business. And, and it just, exactly. man, and that, that's the beautiful thing. And that's why when, when I heard your interview with Wally Maya, I saw like how you had a vision as well. I saw that we need to have more conversations. We need to be connected. We need to understand where people, where we all are with our different businesses. And, and share this information because somebody may be out there listening to this right now that wants to contribute to your business, work for your business, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. partner with you on marketing, advertising. We need yeah, all yeah. Of this stuff, man. 100%. Writing, graphics, 100%. anything you can do. If you're out there, you know, reach out to uh, Barbecue City, Instagram, Barbecue City, and that's B-A-R, 
B A C U E. Yeah, city. Yeah, B R C. Hold on a second. I got. I got the. Someone cut cut me off. B C U E barbecue city C I T Y. There we go. Yeah. There we go. You know, some people in the U.S. just say BBQ. So we got to make sure people yeah, know BBQ. how you how you got it yeah, there. All right, man. So at the, at the end of the day, so like you, so you got those people helping you, and now how's it looking in terms of managing? Okay, you're employing people now, as well. Yeah, so starting to build this team. Yeah. You mentioned something uh, with me uh, the other time you were talking about the time and uh, the difference of uh, expectations. How did you get to start? Now, you said you took this guy in and you're starting to mentor, you're starting to, to teach. And how did you manage the expectations of them, your expectations, and the customer's expectations? Yeah, see, that's that's the, that's <laughs> one of the major keys in business. Um, your expectations for yourself should be so high, but your expectations for others should be a, a little bit below yours. I don't right. want to say low, but right. it shouldn't be so high as how the business is yours. So you should always put yourself higher than anybody else. You shouldn't expect someone to work harder than you work on your own business. Right. You know what I'm right, trying to say? Right. Like, exactly. We talked about business, that. Yeah, exactly. So these boys that, I, that, that are under me, I lead by example. They see me working harder than them all the time. Right. So it's right. hard for them. You know what? Um, I don't feel good today. Um, today I'm gonna slack off. No, because the owner doesn't slack off. So what gives you the right to slack off? Right. So right. like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Want a free guide to secrets of success under the sun? Visit onorunbooks.com slash success. And subscribe to our email list to have it delivered right to your so, email inbox. Right. I've always now been back to the show. A, a hands-on type of boss. I don't want to say boss. I want to say leader because I'm not. I don't consider myself a boss. I consider myself a leader. Yes, it's my company. I own it 100. percent But so what? Mm-hmm. You no, know, so 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 what? That that's not. That shouldn't be your mentality walking right. around like this. Shit is mine. Right, because your your right. goal isn't isn't just power, right? It's not just to to be in control of something or just have power or money that you did it it's more like you want to have a path doing what you enjoy but also profiting and being successful being connected just living like that's why i say the success and the fulfillment where you wake up happy you just because that mentoring and that that teaching that being an example is helping you as well it's it's giving you uh, a sense of purpose of 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 the meaning of your life to help another young person's life. Exactly, you know what I'm saying. There, there's a lot that people don't that forget about that when they're doing business. Yeah, seriously, that's that's a that's a big aspect of it. Um, I watched an interview one time. I forgot this guy's name, but um, I think I think it's the the owner of um Alibaba. Okay, uh, I think it's Jack Ma. Yeah. Yes, yes. I watched his interview one time and they were asking him a question about like at this time of his life, what does he like what does he feel like you know is most important to him? Right? He has all this money, he's at this level of his business, 
And he says something. He said, oh, the most important thing for him is to invest in upcoming individuals, young people, to make sure that they can also do the same thing that he's doing. Mm. Right? And uh, hey, I don't know if that's what he's doing, but I don't want to say that's not what he's doing because his business is all about other people making money off his platform. Right? So it's very important that you put others in position when you're mm. when you are up because you never know when you might be down. They might right. be the same ones to pick you up. Right? So yeah. imagine if you are in a position to bring others and you are there by yourself, and one day you fall sick, or you fall ill, or you can't do what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. The same people who you could have brought up, they didn't come up, now they're down there. You're going to come back, meet them at the bottom. They yeah. won't help you when you're at the bottom. No. Right? Yeah. So I always had that in me to always try to help other people, because you never, you just never know when you might need their help. Yeah, so there's a, there's a family kind of feeling to it, where, you know, and this is something I, I'm learning as well about African culture. There's like, um, as you become older, uh, you, you are able to impart more knowledge and wisdom. And then the younger are able to impart, you know, assistance and, and physical help for you and things like that. So it's like, it's just a trading of places as time goes on. So you want to be in the harmony of that, basically of passing on knowledge, but then also being, uh, leaving a good, a good legacy and, and trail where people can feel good about you and would, would do the same for you. Exactly. Awesome, man. So uh, as far as like um, the business now and your next uh, goals and where you're growing from here because you've gone so far and you got it to be, how, much, how many people are working on your team now? Well, it's, it's the slow season, right? With coronavirus and school now. Oh, being yeah. That, that's another thing. We didn't talk about that. Did the corona... How, I mean, I'm sure, it, obviously, COVID affected you. How did you yeah. adjust to the, the, this year with the COVID situation, uh, being in the food business? Bro, um, <laughs> the food business, um, delivery, delivery has helped us because, like okay. I said, like we're already doing delivery, so people already right. know that they can call us if it was the thing where you have to come here and sit down and that's all we had to do, that, that would be different. Right, but right. Because of the delivery, it, it has hit us, but it hasn't hit us to the extent. The only thing that I can complain about, which I can't complain because it's a pandemic, but mm-hmm. because of the fact that there's no school right now, uh, yeah. the school being yeah, the school being out makes business a lot slower. Okay. But we're still managing, we still have customers who live around who we can still bring food to. So yeah, it has, yeah, it had a big impact. I had to send at least five of my my boys home. I had to because oh, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't yeah. keep them while it's yeah. so slow. Yeah, yeah. But when we're we're going in, we have at least eighteen workers. Yeah, doing wow. work for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When things are cool, right. We have a lot of people working, but then when you know, when it slows down, you gotta send some people home. Yeah. So, um, and and when is the is the school starting to phase back in, or they do you know about the news of that? Yeah. Supposedly, they're supposed to be coming back soon, by the end of this month. But um, yeah, nothing is certain, right? Especially <laughs> in these times. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't rely on the news. I just keep moving forward. But whenever they do come back, we 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 hit that horn as as it comes. But 
I'm not really watching what they say to be honest, bro. Because yeah, true, yeah. yeah it's already going out. Like I was supposed to not to go off track, but I was supposed to even venture off to start a new branch, open a new branch somewhere in Kumasi. But okay. now because of this whole situation, I don't even know how to go about doing it. Because right, right. It might just end up coming with some new laws and regulations, especially with the food and this, this right. and that. And it might just you know your investment might go into nothing because of somebody's law or somebody's um you know. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 So so right now you're more in uh um you're kind of like holding down what you have, uh thinking about uh, how it is, where it is, getting some close customers that are or maintaining and getting some close customers. How do you um look at uh the sales, marketing and operations? Like food, um how how did you do that as well? Like okay, you got to source the the food that you're going to use in the restaurant. And then, um, you know, you had to perfect that. I saw a photo really nice, uh, something about fresh ingredients. Can you explain yeah, like how you, how you source your food and how that played a part in your marketing to explain people why they should be coming to you to get that food, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'll give you a small background. Um, when I first came here, my goal wasn't to uh, do um, barbecue city or to do chicken wings and chips. Not. I was actually bringing a Caribbean style restaurant oh, to Ghana. Wow. Okay. I was going to be making um, jerk chicken, rice and peas, you know, those type of things, oxtail, okay. you know, those things, curry goat. Yeah. But then I realized that there's a local dish called lawache and it looks just like rice and peas, okay. but the taste is totally different. Okay. So, when I first made that food, people were complaining about it because they said it looks just like this food, but it tastes different. Ah, so, okay. Yeah, it kind of it kind of had me on a standstill. I was like, "What the hell just happened?" Because this was my my dream, and people just wow. shut it down just like that. <laughs> so I, I went to I went to the market, right, and I realized that sweet potatoes was everywhere in the market. People weren't really buying it; it was cheap. Ah, and I love yeah, I love the taste of sweet potatoes. I love how it tastes. So I, I, I bought some, I brought it home, and I, I, I fried it the way I know how to fry potatoes. You can. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a science to fry potatoes. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I did it that way. I put my little spices on it, my natural paprika and those natural spices on it, and I let the people in my house try it. And it blew wow. everybody's mind away. Like, wow, this is local. This is a local sweet potato. Right, that you get right. And then you you're supporting the local farmers by, by sourcing exactly. it from there. Exactly. It's, it's just an all great chain. Okay. And so then the what woman, else? The woman that I bought it from that time, I was buying like, um, I was buying like, say, $10 a, a week at that time, right? When I first started. Uh-huh. Now, the woman doesn't go to the market anymore. She stays home. And she brings it to me directly. She doesn't even work anymore because of what, what we do. Wow. We buy so much. Man. Yeah. We buy so much from her that she doesn't even work anymore. And she like, every time she talks about me or she speaks to me, you can hear it in her voice that we made a big difference in her life. Changed. Yeah. Now, now see, man, you hit me with that one. Like you changed yeah. somebody's life because of yes, your, man. not just your vision, but your commitment to making your vision real change somebody's life. Exactly. That's man. what we're talking about, happy. man. It makes me very happy yeah. about, about that because, like I said, we're buying so small. At, 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 even my mom, I told my mother one time that 
when I when I get more money, when my business become bigger, I'm gonna go get a farm and grow my own. Oh, there you go. Right? There you go. Yeah, which 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 is what we want to do. But my mother told me one thing. She goes, "Yeah, that's a good idea." But but think about her too. Mm-hmm. If you don't need the money on that level, let her support, let her supply you with it. So it's both, as right? As she, yeah. As long as yeah, she can she can continue to supply you and you're not struggling. Yeah. And it's not costing you nothing. Let her do it because you're making a difference. And that really hit me. And I was like, "Okay, mom." You know what? I get it because at the end, of it, sometimes we lose touch of um, humility when we do business. Yeah, my my eyes light up right away because we're already <laughs> in the western because we already know exactly. like oh how to gain ground. You know what I mean? How to gain ownership? How to? But middleman got to slow down, right? <laughs> yeah, cut out the middleman. But maybe there's I and, and this is what I'm learning as well is like how do we bring back like wholesome African philosophies with, because we are in 2020, so we can't ignore modern business, but at the same time, we got to be able to to include those that are already there. Like maybe there's a way that, you know, you can support or help her improve her farm or things like that so that she is also doing better with her farm and it supports and, you know, you create, the word I like is synergy. There's a couple of yeah, people yeah. I want to interview and they talked about synergy. So, you know what I mean? It's like we're working on it, but we're working on it in a harmonious way. Yeah, we're not like we're not like cutting anybody out. No, no. We don't need to do that anymore. No, nah, man. Like the, the thing about this whole world we live in is, is a give and take world. Right. That's the universe we live in. Whatever you give, you're going to take. Whatever you take, you have to give. Like it's like there's no ends, there's there's no way around it. Right. right so right. once you realize that's a secret to this world, which is giving and taking, you, you're gonna be you're gonna want to give more. Because yeah. the more you give, yeah. the more you're able to take and receive back from the universe. If right. if you're getting you're getting you're getting and you're not giving to anybody, it's gonna get to a point where the getting is gonna stop. Yeah. Because yeah. it has to go around to come back around. It has to go around to come back around. So yeah. the question is, how much do you want? How far do you want to go? If you really want to go far, then give as much as possible. Yeah. And I learned that at a very young age. Like, I'm, I'm at the level of my life, even when I was young, even when I was young, 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 you could ask me for anything. And as long as I didn't need it, I'll give it to you. Right. Ask me for right. anything. I can have, like, 10 shirts. Ask me for two. If I knew yeah. I didn't need those shirts, I'll give them to you. And I would never ask you to pay me for it. I don't want it. Because I realized that maybe you might need it more than me. Yeah, so I, yeah. I always had that, that mentality, that energy around me to always want to give. right? And I never lost that when I came to Ghana. I, I, obviously, I brought that energy for Ghana, Canada. And I brought it right back here. I never lost it. And I hope mm. to never to lose it. It's got me where I am right now. That brings us to, to the point about uh, what are the, the the cultural things there in Africa and Ghana in particular? Like that's one of them. Are there any other? Um, how should I say? Because business is unique, and that's one thing I like about business and success is that it, it 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 it's like a mirror for these type of principles and things. And I think people forget about that. 
Because, you know, there's a lot of people that, that study African culture traditionally and they try to cut out everything Western, including business, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, 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 yeah. slow down. Like, we can't cut out. There's certain things that even though the West was the ones that, that, that uh, maybe, maybe uh, advanced the technology to a certain level of certain things, I feel that we as Africans still have, like, we're using YouTube right now, right? Exactly. But we didn't create it, but we still understand the power of us communicating. I'm in Brazil and you're all the way in Ghana and we're talking like we're sitting right next to each other and we can gain ground spiritually, mentally, emotionally, business-wise and understand certain things even though we're not there. So what aspect of that do we keep in terms of the stuff you learn, let's say, in like engineering, the Western mind, the, the logical side and, and and, and then there's some things that are a little bit more spiritual. You know, there's things that, yeah. that are indigenous to African people. Like, it's just like, like being connected to land, uh, certain things about happiness, uh, treatment of people, um, developing ourselves. What part of that do we keep? What part are we cautious about? What part, you know, do you have any ideas about that? Yeah, um, I'll give you a simple example. Like, do unto others. As you have them do unto you, right? That's right? a simple one, so, right? That, that's it. So mm-hmm. if 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 you're if you're doing business and whatever you're doing, you feel like if somebody did it to you, you wouldn't be happy with it. Don't do it. Mm. Do not do it. No matter how much money it will make you, no matter how fast it will get you ahead. If yeah. whatever you're doing, like okay, let me give you a, a small example. When I first started, I was selling on pork, right? I used to make one of the best. I don't know. Do you eat pork? I don't eat any. It's personally, I don't like it that much. But I used to sell pork, right? Only because customers like pork, but I don't okay. eat pork. Okay. okay. I don't like it. I don't want to go around it. I have a personal problem with personal pork. Personal I have a very, good, yeah, I have a very good pork recipe. Customers loved it. Okay. But after like a year of making it, I stopped. Mm. And then my customers were complaining. Why? Why did you start making the pork? And I told them because I can't eat it. And I don't feel comfortable wow. selling you something that you can eat. See, That's, this is this is what I'm looking for, man. That's powerful. Yeah. I yeah. hope everybody like. I'm gonna have to cut this one and like make sure people understand that it's not that yeah. pork is is that you know. I mean, there's people who have people have their religious reasons about not eating pork. Some yeah. people don't like it, but it's not like it's a poison, right? It's not like some people would say that, but it's, no, not, it's not bad. Poison. It's not bad. It's an animal. Some people like pork, but you, it wasn't about the pork. It was about you and your principles and your business, what you can stand behind reliably, where I can say, exactly. I've tasted this. I eat this. If you have a problem with it, then I will correct it. But if I yeah. haven't eaten it, I don't even know what you're consuming. Now, that, that is something that I see all the time in America. Uh, people roll out stuff that they don't use, they don't eat, they don't consume. They just want everybody else to buy it and use it and consume yeah. it. And um, even, even uh, to the level of uh, social media and the internet, I was reading articles that the people that invented social media and all of the apps and the technology and things, a lot of times they have their kids being educated in schools that are tactile schools where they're learning like yarn and 
and wood and rocks and all these the materials and they're being created. Yeah. But the yeah. other kids got screens all the time in their face. And I was like, man, see, that doesn't make me feel good as a, as a technology user. And it makes me say, oh. okay, there's something more to the brain when we're younger. And my kids, when I have kids, would not be only technology. I can see the importance of it. And I think that's, you know, when people talk about corruption in, in Africa and things like that, I think this is the key. Individuals have to start standing up like that and being, being clear and transparent about what you're doing, whether it's in government, business, schools. I don't like also when people teach things in schools that they don't believe or will actually apply. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Thing yeah, that that Algebra. <laughs> yeah. Telling you, oh, this is the knowledge that you need in life. How much of yeah. your uh, calculus goes into business ownership? It doesn't. You know, and then what do we need in life? I mean, money, you know, people don't, they don't, the money is always, that's, a, that's another thing. Okay, so uh, the currency there, the currency, yeah. is the SEDI, is that how you pronounce it, SEDI? Ghanaian city, 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 yeah. City. Okay, city. Ghanaian city. So you're, this is about 5.78 to $1, right? Basically. I saw that. I don't know if that fluctuates a whole lot or. Yeah, just say, just say 5 to 1. Yeah, 5 to 1. 5 basically. to 1. Yeah, that's, that's about the same as Brazil. Um, and has that uh, understanding, you know, coming from you from in Canada and then and then switching the currency and then seeing the values change was there a lot of gaps there to uh, learn about about the currency and how people spend and and earn money there on the ground yeah yeah um, that's that's actually a very big thing very big thing that you have to like adjust to it very fast during business here mm -hmm. because one thing i realized is that um in africa there's no such thing as flat rate anything you know, mm. you could buy something in Canada for $20 for like two years. It would be $20. The price would never change on that same uh, item. Oh, okay. Prices don't change. Yeah. Okay, in the West. Prices right. don't change. But over here, you buy something for $20 today, go back tomorrow, it'll probably $22 or 22 25 or 26 the next day. Uh. Like, it within, within like a week, would have gone up by like 10 cities. And you don't understand how. And when, when it goes up, it doesn't come back down. It just goes, keeps going up. Mm. Yeah, so if you're not careful, you might think that, oh, I have a lot of money, especially when you exchange your money and you bring it here, you might think okay. you have a lot of money. Okay. But the money ain't really worth nothing because what you buy for it, like it fluctuates so fast okay. that you lose the money. Even, as soon as you change your money, you've lost it because the, the interest rate, the exchange rate has already changed the next day. Ah, I right? see, I see. So, yeah, it took me a while to get used to it. Me personally, I'm not a person who spends money on myself too much. Mm -hmm. I like to advance my business. So if I'm buying anything, it has to be something that I can use to better the business, to right, make sure that right. maybe productivity goes up, business goes faster. Something that has to do with business. I don't just spend money. Reinvesting, money. reinvesting so, back into it. Exactly. But the, the currency is, is, is a big issue, but it's, it goes beyond us. Right. You know, it's a world problem. It's not a. It's not a yeah, big problem. Yeah. It's a world problem. That's I think you yeah, know the currencies all over the world. Yeah. Exactly. So you just gotta you, you have to adjust as you can, and at the same time you have to always be like 
be careful not to overspend because you have people who are relying on you. Like I could have one of my workers come to me today with a major problem that mm. only I could fix. Right. And I have to be able to be ready for that just in case I yeah. can't tell them, oh, bro, I can't help you. I'm your boss. I have to be able to help. I have to be able to help you somehow. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Like, like imagine if your worker comes to you and tells you he has this major emergency that he needs money for. And you look at him and say, yo, I can't help you. What kind of boss are you? Yeah. What kind of owner? What kind of, what kind of leader yeah. are you? Yeah. And, but that's, that, that's North America. That's normal in North America. Yeah. You can't yeah, even you go. Can't you can't even ask. No. No. You yeah. can't. Yeah. But that's the thing. We, we, we're raised in a robot system. Ro- that's, that's a robot. good point. That's a good way to look at it. It's very without feeling, robotic, not connected, not family, you know, it's... Come on, you're just yeah. a number. You don't mean nothing to the company. You come in, you, you punch in when you first get there, you punch in, you punch out when you're about to leave. You know exactly what time you come in, what time you leave. They pay you for overtime. They don't pay you for overtime. It's yeah. like you are nothing but an object, a number. It's That's like what they give all of us numbers. Like the slavery thing. It's economic slavery, basically. Your wage... We used to say wage slave, basically. Yeah. People people get offended when I when you use the word slave. You know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's exactly what it is, though. Like, can you go around by saying anything else? Do you even understand what the word slave even means? That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. I mean, when you when there's no other outcome other than you expending your time, energy, focus, everything in your whole soul to earn something that pretty much you're going to spend on something else like survival and there's nothing else for it. And someone else is profiting immensely for it. When I worked in fitness in in New York city, it was kind of like that the gym would take like 70% and give the the trainer, you know, and then I started doing my own and it it just, it's always been a fight in in the the United States with that uh, profit. And, And that's another point. See, when we look at currencies, we talk about the dollar and uh, we look at uh, debt in the United States, it only increases because they just keep printing the money. And because the United States is a huge, massive country with a lot of assets and resources, it kind of like, uh, they don't, it doesn't, doesn't, they don't mind doing that. It just, it just keeps going with the bankers and the Federal Reserve and all of that. So we have to remember wherever we are uh, that currency is going to change. It's going to fluctuate. But like the value of like relationships, the resources of people we know, the knowledge, the skills, that's how I look at uh, of, of value, you know? It's not just the amount of cash in your uh, account because when yes. you need to get something like that, and this is what you're saying, when when a employee comes to you he knows that you are in his in his circle in his and that makes him feel good about working yeah and you know what i mean so there's something to be said about that versus oh this guy is just some guy that that works for me and exactly. he's basically i'm he's under my control i mean that's not the feeling so i think in africa it seems to be like there's a connection to make that hybrid where you know you still can profit, but you don't have to um, exploit anybody. <laughs> My, don't don't get me wrong; it goes on here majorly. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's still going on. But I'm just saying mm-hmm. that the movement toward mm-hmm. a better, better society. Yeah, 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 
Yeah, little dope. And then that's you know, but and that's the thing, and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing is because I wanna, I wanted to uh, uh, to shine a different angle, more on the, the the processes of people that are moving that way, and so people can start picking up the mechanics of it and start seeing like, oh, okay, when I have a problem, don't just you know do the fastest thing that you know, and break all your principles to solve it, you know, try to find some kind of like something that's peaceful, harmonious to you so that you can be happy. You wake up, you can just be set. Um, is there anything that, uh, that, oh, I was going to ask you, um, you, you've heard about Acon City and the Acorn and things like this. Have you heard about that? I heard about it. What, yeah. what are you? What are you? What could you see as the possibilities in uh, in the future in your long term vision when you look at when you look at Africa? Because you know we look at the United States as this this power, you know, this economic power, but we see a lot of things falling apart, you know, every day in terms of the social uh, structure. Maybe the economics mm -hmm. it won't fall apart for a while. But what could Africans do to build, and what do you see in the future? You know, um, because you know people like Akon are, are coming in, and you know, I haven't researched much about the Akon city. I researched a little bit about, about the Acorn, but it is inspiring to see, you know, and uh, it's a little bit more coming from someone who's a celebrity or an entertainer. But then we have people like you working on the ground, the grassroots level with businesses. Is there a way that that will somehow begin to um, to merge in the future? I know it's a big okay, question, um, but I I know you got a big brain. It's so a big question. I know you got a big vision. I'm gonna answer as quickly as I can. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate the compliment, brother. Is 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 it's like this? Um, when it comes to this. First of all, let me go to the Akon city for a second, right? Mm -hmm. um, I got to say, Africans got to be very careful mm -hmm. okay, that we don't sell ourselves okay. to make ourselves look good. Okay. We got to be very careful that we don't individually sell ourselves and sell our, our culture to mm -hmm. make ourselves look good. Mm -hmm. Now, you said you haven't gone too deep into the Akon city, so I'm going to leave it at that. You know, okay. you have to go research more about it mm -hmm. and, and understand that that funding order, whatever money he's getting to do all that, is not coming from just him. Mm. So it's not coming from Africans either. Mm. That's a fact. That's something that so, we have to really examine truthfully and honestly and really yeah. think about. Yeah. If you're doing something for me and you, but the money is from um, Zed, how is that going to benefit me and you? Because the person with the money is coming from, he's going to want more out of it because mm. he's obviously supplying the resources and everything so with that being said when i look at us now mm -hmm. when i look at us us young people because i don't want to think about the older generation they are the reason why we're in this problem right because it's the reality you know, yes it is. they never educated us on right. why we're in this problem they never told us the reason why we're here and me i always say the major problem with black people or africans is the fact that we don't know anything about our history. All we know is that we were slaves. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We don't know nothing else. Like, we don't know the fact that we were kings. Mm. That we were to rule yeah. kingdoms. 
Yeah. That people used to go for education in Africa, that the and, first universities. And to add to your point about kings, we weren't these type of kings like the European type of king. We had to make oh. sure to clarify that. When we say oh. king, it's a different, it's a different concept. It's more like what you're talking about as uh, like the Baba, like the, the father of, of a family, of a, of a, a fatherly uh, wisdom and knowledge and, 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 and development, yeah. things like that. A community leader, a community leader that's yeah. connected, you know. Yes. Like, they have this saying in Africa or in Ghana that it takes a village to raise a child, right? Right, right. When, when, you, when you look at North American uh, life, you, it doesn't take a village to raise a child. You can't raise a child. It takes you and your family to raise your child in North America. Right. But in, in Africa, the whole village or the whole town you're in knows you and knows your child, knows your family. They, they'll help you raise your child. You see your child doing something. A man doesn't yeah. have no problem disciplining your child or bringing your child home and telling you, telling mm. you that he's disciplining your child for doing this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But we're really different over there. So we can't compare ourselves, right, to their life. Mm-hmm. And we can't want what they want. We have to want what we want and need what we need because it's two different environments. The mm. sun shines here, the sun doesn't shine over there as much. That means mm-hmm. we don't have to have. Um, electricity. We could have solar power. See, you know, that's, like, that's, that's the sun chasing success, right? Yeah, sun, you know what I mean? The sunlight is a special resource, right? Exactly. But up to now, you come to Africa, it's like only 2% of Africans use solar panels. Mm. But the rest are using electricity by wire, which makes no sense. For those that are listening out there, business ideas, solar power, light, electricity, all of these things uh-huh. are needed. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. So yeah. the groundwork starts from us young people, man. And every time I speak to a young person, I always tell them, bro, you know, it starts from you. Stop looking yeah. at what somebody else has because yeah. you can make a mistake thinking that, oh, this person's doing so well. Not knowing this person is actually struggling and they're putting on the front mm-hmm. to make you think they're doing well. Maybe they just want you to think they're doing well so they can get whatever little you have. You don't yeah. know. Yeah. So stop looking at everybody else stop looking at anybody else just do what is good for you but at the same time don't lose your morals you know yeah. don't lose that self-respect that you have for others don't lose don't lose that respect that all africans are cloned with i don't want to say like cloned but yeah we're, we're intact with respect with, like, yeah like it's, it's naturally embedded within the dna Thank or you. something you know that's I think when I, when I observe like because there's a woman in nigeria that always posts uh like the foolishness going on with the the government and things like that. When I see corruption on the the, the political level, I see it more as um, people who have strayed away from our nature versus, yeah. oh, Africans are just corrupt. No, 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 no. Because like what you're saying, if the community, the idea of the kings, the queens, the, the community connection, the village raising the child, I feel like when I see the politics part, it's like politics all over the world, but I see people entering into an arena that is a corrupt arena in itself. Bro. And they just happen to be from Africa and entering into a corrupt Bro. arena and bringing that corruption back to, you see what I'm saying? Bro, Versus you just hit naturally. You hit the nail right on the head. Because the thing is this, poverty, poverty itself, 
breeds corruption. Mm, yes. Right? Poverty breeds corruption. So not to say all poor people are corrupt. No, but you can live poor and be perfectly fine. Right. But once you introduce a poor person to money, mm-hmm. they don't want to go back to being poor. It's the temptations that, that yes. quick fixes that people jump at. This happens in the United yes. States a lot, like in the music industry. You know, yeah. they offer a young artist so much money, so much fame, yeah. women, cars, yeah. jewelry. And, and they're yeah. in a, like, and they're like in the shittiest part of their life at that moment. Yeah. So it's like that temptation to just accept it. But then again, when they accept it, they become almost like, you know, not even almost, they become slaves to it. Exactly. That's exactly so we, it. So we have to have ways to help people building businesses, building jobs, building good uh, services to help people have ways to, to build themselves up and make money without having to jump into arenas that are naturally corrupt and things like that. Uh, I think that's it. the key, man. Well, man, like, uh, I think it's been, a, I, I know you probably have a lot of work to do today, you know, things going on. It's been great talking to you. Um, we're going to, you know, uh, continue to follow up, man. This is just the beginning, you know. Oh, come on. You know, of, it. You, know <laughs> it. you know, and, uh, and uh, uh, I'm very, very honored to have you as a guest on Sun Chase's Success. This is this is my vision as well of of a way to connect. Uh, I'm going to have guests from Brazil, from North America, African Americans, Africans, Islanders, um, just people who who love this idea of that that natural freedom and that natural happiness, success, fulfillment, and just showing us all examples of ways that we can connect and do it, man. And you're you're an example of that, man. And so I'm just grateful Whoa. that we've been able to connect and you've been able to be, be so giving and share with me, share with the audience, share with everybody your journey and path. And uh, it's been great, man. Oh, I, I don't know what to say. Honestly, I'm honored. <laughs> Thank you. I, I listen to your podcast every episode. I love the content, what you're trying to do, what you say, the, the, the stories you give and there's inspiration. Bro, you... You, Thank you, bro. I, all of us, we are the future, man. So we have to connect. We have to be able to direct each other whenever we're wrong and do it all with love and respect for each other, man. So anytime I'm here for you, yes, I have a lot of work to do, but that doesn't mean I can't spend some time <laughs> and speak to my brother. So it's not. All right. Thank you very much for awesome, having me. Man. I appreciate it. And I'm going to give people your, uh, your, your, uh, your site again. You can give, how about you go ahead and give it because you got, because I'm looking at your shirt, man. You got one barbecue shirt, different, <laughs> different barbecue. <laughs> okay, so let's, give them, let's make sure they get the right Instagram and the right Twitter and then where they can find you on the ground in Kumasi and then the phone number. So we get all the details. All right. All right, no problem. So um, on Instagram, we are Barbecue City. B A R B E. C U E C I T Y. Okay. Barbecue City. Got you. All right. On Twitter, it's the same thing, Barbecue City, but there's a G H at the end. I got a little clip there. So that's Barbecue, Barbe- City, Barbecue City, Barbecue City with a C G H on Twitter. It's a little bit different, but it's sort of the same spelling than G H on Twitter. 
Yes, on Twitter, GH. And if you want to contact me directly, first of all, my email address, you have it. Whether I could put it on this. Yeah, yeah, S-A- I got it. Yeah, go ahead. S-A- yeah, S-A-N-K-A-N-S-A-H at gmail.com. That's S-A in Kansan. S-A-N-K-A-N-S-A-H at gmail.com. You have Our a phone Gmail number, and a Hotmail or is it zero. different? It's the I, same thing on Hotmail and Gmail. It's the same email. Oh, okay. So you have, okay, Hotmail or Gmail. Okay. I, I'll go from Hamil or Gmail. Gotcha. The same gotcha. thing. Just making sure. Yeah. And then. So our phone number is 024-708-4437. And if you're doing long distance, it's plus 233-24-708-4437. Perfect. Right. And if, if there's anything out there that uh, people that you're, you're reaching out to or would like to have contact you, like uh, whether it be promotion, marketing, um, business type of things, what, what are some type of things that you'd be, you know, seeking in- individuals to talk to about or that are interested in, in helping or providing services or vendors for you or anything like that? Okay, well, um, I'll, I'll just say one word, franchise. Ah, okay. Franchise. I like that. That's, 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 <laughs> I'll leave so that word with you guys. There, the man said it. Anybody <laughs> out there? Thank you, man. i leave that there with you guys, and you, we could do what we can. We could do with that barbecue city, man. I'm, I'm starting something big here. We'll put that into brother. the universe. We'll put that into the universe. <laughs> let, let, we'll let we'll let we'll let that vir- virally go through the universe, bro. You see the thing, brother. You see it. Yeah. We're gonna, we it. got you on. Uh, uh, we'll be on Spotify. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and this will be launched later. So within that time, I'll be putting clips and things like that, and I'll send to you and, and different people so we can uh, have everything. And by the time people hear this, hopefully there's a lot more people that have been had a chance to listen to different parts of it. So we'll get that, we'll get that message out there, bro. Trust you, brother. I trust you, man. Thank you. <laughs> All right, man. So I'll let you have a great day. And continue doing your path, man. We're thankful for you. We appreciate you and we celebrate you. Likewise, brother. All right, man. Signing off. Sun chasing success. (laughs) Barbecue City. Take it easy, man. Thanks for joining us this week on Sun Chasing Success. Make sure to visit our blog at www.olorumbooks.com slash blog. Again, that's O-L-O-R-U-N books.com slash blog. You can also subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any of your favorite platforms, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on your preferred platform. Or you can simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us out too. If you like this show, you might want to check out Bio's ebook, Secrets of Success Under the Sun. It's available at olorunbooks.com slash success. Subscribe to our email list to have it delivered right to your inbox. Until next time, sun chasers.